Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the active skin repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome back to the show. I'm Deanna Yates, and you are listening to episode 163 of the Wannabe Clutter-Free podcast. On today's episode, we are diving into the power of using fresh start dates to declutter your home. We all know that being a parent can be chaotic and overwhelming at times, and a messy home is a big part of why things feel that way. But fear not. By the end of this episode, you'll have practical tips and examples of what it actually means to create a fresh start, why you don't have to wait for the new year when you want to make yearly resolutions, and how embracing a fresh start might be just the thing you need to create a clutter-free home once and for all. I'll also tell you about where fresh starts fail so that you can avoid those pitfalls along the way. But before I get ahead of myself, I want to say a big thank you to you for joining me today. I know life is busy and I am honored that you are taking some time to join me for this episode. I do not take that lightly, so I will do my best to give you examples and strategies that you can take with you into your everyday life. I want to be someone who inspires you into action because you can listen to me talk about decluttering and the joys of living with less. But until you take action and make progress in your home, you will not feel the benefits for yourself. I know you can do this, and I am here to help. If you have questions about this episode or want more help in your home, feel free to reach out. You can DM me on Instagram or message me on Facebook. In both places, I'm at wannabeclutterfree. Or you can comment on this post on my website. You can find that at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 163. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 163. And there you will also find the show notes for this episode and additional resources to help you on your clutter-free journey. And if you are enjoying this podcast, can you please do me a favor and leave a rating and a review for this show? 
You can rate it on most podcast listening apps, but you can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can comment on a specific episode in Spotify. Your reviews are the lifeblood for a show like mine, and they are what help me reach more listeners and get amazing guests on the show for you. So it means a lot to me when you leave a review. I definitely read them all, so thank you so much for doing so. And now let's get back to today's topic. So the first things first, what do we mean by a fresh start date? Well, a fresh start date is any milestone or significant event that marks a new beginning in your life. It can be something as well known as the new year. I mean, how many of you make New Year's resolutions? My hands raised over here. Or it can be a big milestone birthday or an anniversary, whether that's a marriage anniversary, the anniversary of a specific event, or something like a reunion. Now, all of these can be specific fresh start dates. But a fresh start can also be tied to a personal life event, like moving to a new home, starting a new job, getting married, or having children. But fresh starts are not always positive in nature. I mean, sometimes an unexpected occurrence like a health scare or sadly a death in the family can be a life-changing event that causes you to reevaluate, do something different, and set your life on a new path. Now, I know in my life when we lost my father-in-law to melanoma, it was a huge upheaval for our family. It was sudden and it was unexpected. And the previous generation, so his parents, had all lived to be much older. So this is not something that any of us had in the back of our mind as ever being a possibility. So losing him, it was such a shock and it completely turned our lives upside down. It was a turning point and our lives after that moment were completely different than our lives before that moment. It caused us to reevaluate. Like I said earlier, we really kind of reevaluated everything. At that point, we didn't have children, but it really did set us up to do things a little bit differently. We focused on things differently. We saw stuff in a different light. And so I think it really did change the course of our life. And it was a fresh start, not in a way we wanted a fresh start, but we could look at it as that moment of, okay, well, things are different now. So I can be different. I can do things differently. And that's what we mean when we talk about fresh starts. So why are these fresh start dates so powerful for decluttering? Well, they give us a chance to reflect on where we are and where we want to be. They act as a natural reset button. So it encourages you to be able to let go of things that maybe we hadn't even noticed before. It allows us to make room for for space to breathe. It doesn't have to be stuff, right? We could just be making room mentally for space to breathe. It's not about getting rid of stuff for the sake of making room for the newest trends, right? It's not out with the old, in with the new. It's about creating space for the person you want to be, the home you want to create, and the life you want to be living. Fresh starts allow us to let go of the shackles of the past and move forward. Maybe not confidently, but bravely, okay? Plus, when you are a busy parent, Having a decluttered home can make a world of difference in reducing your stress, creating a more peaceful environment for you and your family, and just allowing you to be more present in your daily life and enjoying all of those little moments that seem so fleeting, but also once we just take a moment and really savor them, they can really make a lasting impression and we can really remember them. So I know things can be chaotic. The days are long and the years are short. 
being able to really focus and enjoy those everyday like luxuries, little simple pleasures and moments are really what can make a difference in our homes. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I want us to walk through some classic fresh start dates and we'll look at how you can use them to your advantage. We'll talk about some decluttering um, and organizing along the way. And then as we get down to the bottom, I will give you some practical ways to kind of really help during these moments of renewal. All right. Sound good? Thought so. All right. Well, first up is the most classic fresh start date. And that, of course, is New Year's Day. So many of us set resolutions and intentions for the year ahead, myself included. I guess I should just go ahead and say right now and tell you that I am a sucker for a fresh start. I love setting resolutions. I love taking a moment and just thinking if there's a way I want to do things. Just look over the past year, find out are there things that worked really well What can I continue doing? Are there things that didn't work so well? Maybe I tried something. Maybe I said yes to something that now I should in this next new year maybe look at backing out of. If I had any commitments that were more stressful than I thought they were going to be or things that I enjoyed that I wasn't really sure of and I wanted, I want to dive deeper in them to the next year, right? So I love fresh starts. New Year's resolutions have a big place in my heart. So if you're not a resolution person, no big deal. You don't have to set resolutions to make a fresh start. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But if you are a resolution person, then I would highly encourage you to add decluttering and getting organized on your list. Of course, it is one of the biggest resolutions. I mean, I think it's being more productive, losing weight, getting healthier, and decluttering your house. Like I think those are like the big, what did I say, four things. There's like a few that are just really big. And decluttering is definitely up there. But as a family, take some time. If you want this on your list, the New Year's is the perfect time to start decluttering your holiday stuff. I know that might sound weird because we're going into a fresh year and we don't really want to think about the year that just ended, but we still have to deal with that stuff. So usually by New Year's Day, I haven't put away my holiday stuff. It usually stays up for another maybe even week because of the school schedule we have. Our daughter goes back to school kind of late. And so it's definitely up by New Year's. Sometimes we'll try to get it down right around New Year's Day, but generally not. So what happens is this is a great time to reevaluate as you're putting stuff away. But before you put the stuff away, look in all of the holiday boxes that you still have that where all your decorations are going to go back into, look in those boxes because it is highly likely that there are still things in those boxes, things that weren't good enough to put up this year, things that you don't enjoy enough to display them, enough to use them, and enough to put them up in your home. So those are the items that are going to be the easiest to declutter because those are the items you're not using anyway. And if you hesitate and you think, oh, but I can't get rid of this, then why are you not putting it up in your house? I want you to commit next year to putting it up then as part of the decor. And if you're not willing to do that, then why are you just letting it waste away in a box? It's not doing anyone any good. And if that thing actually had feelings, it would be sad because it wouldn't be allowed to get out and be with all the other holiday decor. Okay, so get the things out. If you're not going to use them, then let them go to someone else. Maybe someone else would enjoy using them. All right, but this is not a show about our holiday decor. This is a show about creating fresh starts. 
But putting those things away and decluttering your holiday decor before you go into the new year is a great way to start fresh, okay? So with a fresh start, our brains have this way of saying, okay, on this date, I can make this decision to change who I am, who I'm going to be going forward. So right now it's 2023. 2024 is a little bit of a ways off. This is a great time to actually change really bad habits because there is a date in mind where you can say on midnight of December 31st, 2023, I am going to turn over a new leaf, right? That quote, turn over a new leaf, and I am no longer going to do this thing and I'm going to do this thing. And when you say that and you make a commitment, it definitely makes it easier for you to stick with it. So you can say, as of December 31st, 2023, I am no longer going to shop in Target without a list. I am no longer going to buy something before I know where I'm going to put it in my house. As of December 31st, 2023, I am going to be someone who declutters items that I no longer use, love, or enjoy right? And just your stuff. You can't be getting rid of other people's stuff. I talk about that a lot on the show, but I just always have to throw that in because if you are listening to me for the first time, I want you to make sure that we only declutter our own stuff here and we help others when they need help. Okay? So think about those things that you'd like to change about yourself or about your habits and see if there is a good time, if if that fresh start date seems to make sense. And we've got plenty of time for the New Year's resolution. But the good news is we don't have to wait for the new year to make these fresh starts. So the next type of fresh start we have every year are birthdays and anniversaries. Now, these personal milestones are a great way for you to add decluttering and organization to your home. And I know what you're saying. You're going, it's my birthday and you want me to declutter on it? Are you kidding me? It doesn't have to be on the day, but it could be that week. Or it could just be a decision you make. You could make the decision that this year for my birthday, the gift I'm going to give myself is feeling amazing in the clothes that I own. So every time I put on an article of clothing, if I don't feel amazing in it, if I don't feel great in it, if I don't like how it fits me, I'm going to go ahead and just put it right in the donate box. These are the ways we can use these fresh starts. It's a moment for us to make a decision about what we're going to do. And it's already on the calendar, right? We're already celebrating these days. We already have these days as something important in our life. And so that's why Fresh Starts work for us to be able to say, okay, on this day, I am doing this because the day is already on the calendar, right? The birthday is already happening. The anniversary is already happening. So we can just take that day and use it to our advantage. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. 
model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, birthdays are also a wonderful way to help your children declutter. So in our home, birthdays obviously are a big gift-giving holiday or gift-receiving holiday for our daughter. And so in order to make room for the new toys and the new things and the new clothes, we will take time before her birthday and start to declutter her room. We'll basically just kind of look around and say, is there anything in here that you don't want to take with you into your next year? And kids grow so fast. Their opinions change so quickly. And their likes and dislikes, they mentally, physically, they're changing so frequently that this is a perfect time to look and decide, okay, as you go into, right, our daughter turned 10. So as you go into double digits, is this something you want to take with you? And there's going to be those bigger milestone birthdays, like double digits or teenage years or the year when they are finally in elementary school, where they are like, okay, maybe I do want to change some things that I'm doing. And I look at my stuff a little bit differently. So just think about that. And I know kids are really into their stuff, but it could just be a gentle nudge to help them along the way and just embrace those moments. My only caveat is when you are decluttering with children, I've said this before, but again, if you're new, I want you to hear it. Do not second guess their decisions, please. If you feel like they are going to regret the decision that they made and they are going to really wish they hadn't decluttered that thing, put it off to the side in the garage or somewhere where they will not see it on a regular basis. And then if they ask for it, you can give it back to them. I know we're learning here, right? Life is a learning opportunity. All of it is. And so if kids are like get caught up and wrapped up in the moment and they declutter something and you're like, I really think you're going to be sad about that one, then put it off to the side. I, it's just, it's heartbreaking if they make the decision and then they can't get it. But also on the other side, the bigger part here is if they want to declutter something, please do not second guess their decision verbally in front of them. (laughs) So When they say, hey, I'm ready to get rid of this thing, if you are not ready to get rid of it, please do not say, are you sure? Because we do not want to teach our children to second guess themselves. We want to teach them to be confident in their decisions. And if we undermine their decisions, if we undermine their actions by asking, are you sure? 
and making them look at it a second time, they will be less likely to declutter in the future. Okay. So I just wanted to put that one out there before we got too far into kids stuff. So please, if you're not ready for them to part with it, you can take it and put it in your things, right? There might be some sentimental items or items that are sentimental to you that your child is ready to get rid of and you are not ready to part with them. That is acceptable, but it now becomes your thing. It is no longer your child's thing. So go ahead and get it out of their room and put it in with your stuff. And if you are willing to keep it in with your stuff, then you can keep it. Again, stuff is not the enemy. You get to decide what you have in your own home. But do not make them hold on to it because you have the emotional attachment. All right? Okay, so I will get off that horse right there. But again, so just birthdays are another great time to be able to say, this is a date where I can change. And those dates really make it easier for us to say, okay, let's do this. Anniversaries are like that as well, less less so than birthdays. There could be a big milestone anniversary coming up and you could ask for decluttering as your gift, right? That's also another way to use these dates, these calendar dates as fresh starts, asking for help with your family, from your family. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about, so those are actual calendar dates that happen every single year, right? So we know what those days are. We can pre-plan them. We can think ahead. We can have a plan of action. Other dates that can be fresh starts can be significant life events that you weren't planning on or that fall on just a random day. So this could be things like moving to a new home. Those moments are super exciting, definitely overwhelming. There's lots of packing and moving to a new home is one of the best ways to be able to declutter. Now, this helps when you have a longer lead time, right? If the move is very sudden, decluttering is very difficult to do. So if you have lots of lead time and you know a move is going to be coming up, it's pending, you're like in six months, I'm, I'm switching jobs, I'm doing something, right? I'm moving, I know I'm going to be moving. Well, at that point, you can start to declutter your whole house and you can look at all of your stuff with the lens of, do I want this in my new space? Do I want this in the next chapter in my life? And it's a great motivator to be able to say, nope, I am starting fresh, right? It's a fresh start in a fresh place, in a new place. I want to be different. I don't want to carry that baggage with me. But if the move is really fast, you may not have the ability to do that. And if that happens, then one of the best things I do love is the packing party by the minimalists. And this would be, I mean, but this is like a legit packing party, right? Because you are actually moving. So pack everything up, keep it as labeled as possible, or just keep the boxes as focused as possible. So kitchen boxes would be filled only with kitchen stuff. Bathroom boxes would be filled only with bathroom stuff. Bedroom stuff, only bedroom stuff. You guessed it. Because what happens is then at this point for a fast move, when you get to your new place, you can take the things out that you actually need and use and everything else can stay in those boxes. Now, it is a little frustrating because you're going to have to be dealing with boxes for a little bit longer than you maybe had hoped or anticipated, but it can make a huge difference in your new place because you didn't have the ability to make those decisions before you started. And so now you can make those decisions in a fresh place with the fresh start and only use the things you actually need. Only get out the things you actually need 
And so your home will be feeling cleaner, even though every room would have a few boxes in it, right? So then after a few months, if you haven't gotten anything out of those boxes, you can be more confident in your decisions when you declutter. Now, I know a lot of people, it's a 50-50 camp here probably, maybe not quite 50-50, but half of the people would probably say, okay, fine, I've already, I know what I need. I don't need anything else in those boxes. Just go ahead and donate them. Or the other half would say, okay, I definitely don't need anything. I'm still going to look in these boxes and it'll be easier for me to part with these things. I'm not very sentimental, so it's easy for me to open the boxes, look in them, and then make that decision to say, yeah, I didn't actually need that thing. So it's easier for me to part with it. If you are very sentimental, that's going to be a difficult process. So I would encourage you to maybe have someone else look through those boxes, somebody that knows you, and see if they think of anything in there that would really, you'd be devastated to lose. If you're brave enough to do that, let me know in the comments. All right, so fresh starts for when we move is a great one. Okay, I want to talk about two more fresh start times and ideas before we get on to more practical decluttering tips and also avoiding the pitfalls of fresh starts. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So the first one is those big life-changing events, like a health scare or the death of a loved one. Like these are moments when our life changes in the blink of an eye in ways that we never could have imagined or fathomed. So these are big fresh starts that we just can't plan for. I mean, nobody wants to plan for those days. I will link in the episode show notes to my episode with Krista St. Germain. 
She talked about decluttering sentimental items left behind by a loved one. She unfortunately lost her husband in a car accident, and her episode was amazing. It was very inspiring. So I will definitely link to that if you need more information on this topic. Hopefully you don't. But it was definitely one worth checking out. But other things, I have a friend whose husband had a health scare and the entire family started eating vegan. Those are moments where before you had talked to them, if you would have ever asked them, would you eat vegan? They probably would have said no. But after his health scare and learning more about what they were eating, that was a decision they made. Now, that is a huge upheaval, right? I have other friends whose uh, daughter was just diagnosed with celiac disease, and now the entire family has to change completely how they cook and eat in their home because they can no longer have any gluten in the home, right? So these are things we are willing to make big life-altering changes when something life-altering happens. So it is possible. I know a lot of people tell me, I could never declutter. I couldn't do it. And it's you can do really hard things when really hard things happen and you have to adjust. So it is possible. Maybe we don't want to do it, right? I mean, obviously there are some things we don't want to do that we will do if it ends up being the right decision for us at the time. And so I just want us to turn off that moment of I can't or I could never because you could if you needed to or if you wanted to. And so those are just those moments. But when these big things happen, it is okay. First of all, please take the time you need to heal and don't rush into anything. Process your emotions, sit with them, understand live in the new circumstance for a little while. If you have that luxury, right? If you have the ability to pause, please take that moment and time for yourself and heal and then come back and reevaluate how things are working. What is it that works? What is it that doesn't work? And be brave enough to trust yourself that you will be okay and that things will work out. I know not maybe in the way you hoped they would and not in how you envisioned and different than you had planned, but you will be okay. All right. And that one's a little heavy. The last one, we're going to lighten it up. The last fresh start I want to talk about is a new school year. It is going to be July, August timeframe when this episode airs. And so school is right around the corner. And that is another wonderful fresh start time, not just for yourself, but also for your family, for your children. Because what happens with a fresh school year, especially, they are moving into the next year. So you can, again, use these as a milestone of, hey, is this what you want to take with you as you enter second grade? Is this what you want to take with you as you enter junior high? Is this what you want to take with you as you enter high school? All of the answers are totally okay, but it gives them a moment to say, okay, huh, I am now this, right? And that moment of I am now this is really where these changes occur. So if you are wanting to declutter for yourself, these fresh starts allows you to say, I am now an organized person. And if I'm going to be an organized person, what does an organized person do? I am someone with a clean home. What does a person with a clean home do on a regular basis? 
So these for your kids, right? With this fresh start with the school year, I am going to be in third grade. What does a third grader do? And they can have their own decisions and their own ideas about what a third grader doesn't have. And those can be really fun conversations for you to have with them. But it lets you look at the old clothes. I mean, these moments of stages with children are huge, right? Go through their clothes that don't fit them. They all went through growth spurts over the last year. Clothes that they started the year before with are probably not going to fit them. Our daughter grows so fast. She has to get clothes twice a year because they just don't fit her anymore. So someday that's going to slow down, but it hasn't really slowed down too much just yet. So the clothes that she wore in the start of the school year last year aren't going to fit. So we go through them, get rid of those clothes. They're not doing anyone any good sitting in the back of a drawer when they just get passed up every single day, right? So use these fresh start dates, use the school year before you go back to school shopping, go through all of the clothes and make sure they fit, make sure they're still in good condition, make sure they're clothes the kids want to wear. Maybe they have a character shirt. They don't even like those characters anymore. Maybe they have pants that are three sizes too small and they just got shoved to the back of the closet and you didn't even know they were in there. There is no judgment here. Those things have happened in my house. So (laughs) it is okay. Things happen. Life happens. We're not perfect. We are just doing the best we can and we're making the decisions to make our lives easier as we can. Okay. So these fresh start dates are a wonderful moment to be able to say, okay, I was this, I am now this, or I am going into this. This is my new stage. What do I want to take with me from the past? And what am I okay letting go of now as I move into my future? Okay. So those are some fresh start dates. And let's talk about one of the pitfalls though, with fresh starts. Because I think we can see these moments of, okay, great, I'm going to change and it goes really well. And I want to tell you, I read about these fresh starts. So I should have started the episode with this, but I read about these fresh start changes in the book, How to Change by Katie Milkman. And I will link to that in the show notes as well. But she had this fascinating part about why fresh starts don't work sometimes And it had to do with baseball. So apologies if you're not into sports, but it was talking about how when baseball players were traded and it might've even been like minor to major leagues or going down or switching from team to team when they get traded in the mid season, right in the middle of the season, their records did not go with them. So they could, what if they were having a great year? but they got transferred to a new team. Well, that winning record didn't transfer over with them or vice versa. If they were on a team and they weren't doing so hot that year and they got traded to a different league, maybe they moved down, maybe they moved somewhere else. That not so great record also didn't come with them. And so what was so fascinating was that the research found that those with the not so great record, right? They actually, that fresh start was exactly what they needed to like refresh, right? They improved significantly because they were able to let go of the baggage of the negativity and they were able to start fresh. And so those players actually saw a big improvement in their game. The funny thing is those players with the winning record, however, did not fare as well when their records were 
cleaned away and they started with the fresh slate, right? It was almost like they had to climb the mountain again. So imagine you are building a sandcastle or you're climbing a mountain and all of a sudden you're, you have this beautiful sandcastle. It's great. And someone jogs by and steps on it. And you're like, oh my gosh, you can rebuild that sandcastle. Obviously, you've already built it. You can do it again. But because it already, you already put in so much effort and energy and it was already so beautiful, it's really hard to restart and rebuild that sandcastle. Or as you're walking up a mountain, right? You get halfway there. If someone were to pull the rug out from under you and you slid right back down the mountain and you had to start from the beginning again, it's really hard to build up that momentum and that energy and keep the mental stamina going to rebuild a positive record and make new progress. But if you were building the ugliest sandcastle, let's go back to that sandcastle. Let's just say it was a mess. Someone came by and stepped on it. You're like, oh, great. Thank you for clearing that away. Now I have this new fresh area I can restart and I'm going to make it better because you didn't feel like you lost anything. And then same, if you were climbing up a mountain and you were just really struggling and like the ground was full of shale, right? That's the loose rock and you couldn't make progress. And someone said, oh, hey, here, come. If you just come down two steps and you walk over here, this path over here is much harder and much, I mean, not harder, much more solid and easier to climb up. You'd be like, oh, great. You'd walk over there and you'd start to walk up, right? You weren't letting go of anything major. It ended up being an easier way to start. And you were like, oh, It was like a breath of fresh air when you were able to restart from a losing record or from a bad performance. So just to keep that in mind, if you have really good routines and you end up with a fresh start, right? You have a really good routine already established and you end up having to move houses. You have a really good routine from last year. Now you're in summer, you're going into a new school year. Please just know that you might actually have to put in a little extra effort when you first start in order to continue that progress, in order to keep making headway and not lose all the momentum you had. So when we have a winning record and we get a fresh start, it could spell disaster. We just have to make sure we understand that and move forward and just really be conscientious about how we continue those habits. And if you have a poor record and you get a fresh start, just think of it as wiping the slate clean And you get to move forward and it's just the breath of fresh air. You can just let go of all that negative energy and those things that weren't working for you and you can start fresh. Okay. All right. Now that we have explored various fresh start examples and the pitfalls that can come with a fresh start, it's time to get practical. So let's talk about how you can actually declutter your home during these moments of renewal. So here are some friendly tips to get you started. I will also link to some resources in the show notes, so be sure to check those out. The first one is to set clear goals. What do you want to accomplish, right? What is this fresh start going to allow you to do? And really tap into the emotion behind it. Tap into, obviously, the practicality of what will happen if I do this, right? And think about who you want to be when the fresh start occurs. So as you're going through these fresh start moments, I want you to identify the areas in your home that need the most decluttering, and I want you to set achievable goals for each fresh start date. So again, something as easy as back to school, you're going to go back to school shopping. So set aside 
an afternoon. It doesn't even have to be that long. It's amazing how quickly you can get through this and go through all of your clothes with your kiddos. If they are old enough to do this on their own, please tell them like, hey, I want you to go through your sock drawer, underwear drawer. I want you to go through all of your t-shirts, your pants. And again, if it's too much to do it in one day, you can break it down by each category. Look at all those I just listed. Socks and underwear can be one day. Shorts, pants, bottoms can be another day. Tops, dresses can be another day, right? So it doesn't have to be everything all at once. Break it down into achievable, actionable items. And of course, I'm going to tell you to do the 15-minute method. We'll get there in a second. But These, when you can break them up and not have to do everything at once, it makes it easier and you won't get overwhelmed. But set clear goals for yourself, right? Okay, it's the school year. These are the things we need to tackle so we feel ready for the next school year. It's the new year, right? What do I need to tackle right now? Again, holiday stuff can be something that you tackle that's really practical and easy to deal with at the new year because you're coming right off of those end of the year holidays, right? Okay, so that's number one, set clear goals. Number two, involve the whole family. Decluttering is a team effort, or it can be, and it should be. We don't want to be decluttering other people's items. It doesn't work out. So please resist the urge to declutter other people's items. You can help other people with their decluttering, but we are not in charge of their stuff, and we are not decluttering for them. We have to deal with our own stuff, our own emotions first. So please remember that as we go into it. But let's involve the family. Let's make it fun play a game to see who can throw the most stuff into the basket, right? You're decluttering the linen closet. Well, toss those towels into the basket, the donate box, and see who can score the most points. You are trying to declutter quickly. Well, race around your house and see who can find 10 things to declutter first of their own stuff, right? If you want to do a joint area, you can all be in one room and say, hey, we're going to declutter the family room together. Find 10 things. Whoever finds 10 things first wins. Three, two, one, go right? And so those are ways that you can make it more fun. Make it a bonding activity. Put on a fun song. Dance around. Be silly. Just have fun with it. It doesn't have to be uh, dreary and boring and just it doesn't have to be something you dread. It doesn't have to be stressful. It is already going to be a little stressful. So try to lighten the mood. All right. Number three is going to be the 15-minute declutter method. I told you I was going to get here. I will link to, I have a whole show about the 15-minute declutter method. So if you need help with that, please check out the show notes. But set 15 minutes on your timer. Grab your three items. This is going to be a bag, a box, and your laundry basket. Choose one small area in your house to declutter and then just go at it. Set your timer, 15 minutes, anything that's trash, put it in the garbage bag, anything you want to donate, put it in a cardboard box that you can drop off at the donation center, anything that you want to keep, but it belongs somewhere else in your home, put it in your laundry basket so you don't get distracted as you're putting things away. And you also don't make a bigger mess by having a pile on your floor. You can just pick up your laundry basket and put things away around your house when you are ready. Okay. So that's the 15 minute declutter method. Try to do one of those if you are in this fresh start decluttering phase of your life. They really can make a big difference for you. Number four is to stay mindful of sentimental items. So when you're decluttering, you're gonna come across things that have sentimental value. It is okay to keep some of them, but please remember you can't keep everything. If you keep everything, then nothing is special, right? If everything is special, then nothing is. 
We only have so much space in our homes and we need to be living in our homes. They're not museums. And as museums do, they curate and edit thoroughly. So we definitely need to make sure that we are doing that to our own stuff as well. Keep really the only special, the really special things that mean the most to you and let go of the others. We each have a sentimental box in our home, right? I have one. My husband has one. Our daughter has one. And so we each get to put whatever we want in that box. And when the box is full, that is our container. We then have to decide what gets to stay and what has to go. But it's an easy way for us to have just that moment of, okay, I at least have somewhere to put this and everything will still have a home. And I don't get overwhelmed by too much sentimental stuff because it is contained in that one box. Okay. And before I go on that point, I actually do have a podcast episode about sentimental items and what we do, five things we do with them. So I will list that in the show notes as well. All right. And then number five is to create a decluttering routine. So every day we do a five minute tidy up. It's just a way for the entire family to participate together so that it doesn't all fall on me. I just did an Instagram story about this or a reel about this and was talking about how our daughter came home from a play date. She threw her stuff just on the floor. There was just little trinkets all over the floor. And in the past, that would have really annoyed me because I would have been like, ugh, I got to pick this up. I don't want to step on it. But now I'll subtly say, hey, is that the best place for And if she is busy off doing something else, I know it's at some point going to get tackled that day. It doesn't have to be this big like blame game for nobody cares about me. Everybody makes a mess in this house, right? No. All right. At some point, we are going to take five minutes and that will get picked up. So I'm not going to have to fret about it. I don't have to waste my mental energy like blaming and being frustrated and being annoyed. I can just be like, all right, whatever. We'll deal with that in a few minutes or in an hour or whenever it is part of our day. Right. But by the end of the day, before we go to bed, I get to wake up to a clean house because we spend five minutes together decluttering or tidying up. We're not really decluttering. We're just tidying up at that point. But we do have a central declutter box. So if we run across things during these five-minute pickups, we can just put it right in the box and we don't have to worry about it. It doesn't go back in with our stuff. It's just an easy way to start getting things out quickly and simply. And so, yes, make tidying up a regular habit and you will really start to see the progress in your house on a regular basis. And it is wonderful. All right. That was a long one today. So we talked about fresh starts, what fresh start dates are, how to avoid pitfalls of a fresh start, because maybe you're actually doing really well and a fresh start might kind of derail your progress. And then we also talked about some practical ways that you can actually declutter your home during these moments of renewal. Remember, decluttering isn't a one-time fix. It's an ongoing journey. So embrace the idea of fresh starts as opportunities to reassess your priorities and create a space that supports the lifestyle you want for your family. By making decluttering a part of your family's routine, you will not only enjoy a tidier home, but also teach your children valuable life lessons and importance of living with less, living with just the stuff that matters to you. And again, stuff is a tool. It's meant for us to be used. It's not meant to like be put on this pedestal and be this this thing that we worship, right? It is just stuff. So let's use it. Let's enjoy it. Let's enhance our lives with it, but let's not let it control our lives. And so with that, I want to turn to you. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. 
Please tell me, what were your favorite parts? Did you have any big takeaways? Do you have a fresh start date in mind? Are you going to use this as you go into the new school year? I would absolutely love to know your thoughts and ideas. So please send me a DM on Instagram or comment on this post. I am wannabe clutter free on all the social channels or come over to the wannabe minimalist family group on Facebook and share with the community there. There will be a discussion thread for this episode and we would love to chat with you in the comments. And as always, thank you so much for joining me today. If you made it this far, just a reminder that I would be thrilled if you left a rating and a review for the show. It will only take a minute and it means so much to me. So thank you so much for helping me and the show out. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you back here next week for a conversation with another self-proclaimed minimalist. I will be chatting with Suzanne Golden about how she handles life as a minimalist when her husband is not. So if you have a partner who loves stuff more than you do, well then check out this episode because she has some good tips. And if you are the stuff-loving half, it'll be good for you to hear the other side. In fact, if you are not subscribed, go ahead and do that right now so that you don't miss the episode. It will take you just a second and I have some amazing episodes in the works that you will not want to miss. Until next time, take care, think clutter-free, and remember, I believe in you. I know you can do this. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wanna Be Clutter-Free. I'll see you next week. Cheers. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.